1: Okay, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Bet Online, our exclusive wagering partner. Bet Online, of course, where you get all your action on NFL football, NBA basketball, about to get started up in the coming weeks here. And Bet Online AG is the place you want to go. More options to wager than anywhere else. Online, so online today. Take advantage of all the great midseason bonuses, offers, and contests. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Use the code CLNS50 when you go to BetOnline.ag. Once again, BetOnline.ag code CLNS50 to get you fifty percent off your initial deposit. All right, we're live. Uh, Celtics Suns just going to be four tonight. Joe Sway, not enough coffee in the world for that poor guy. He, <laughs> wow, it out. Okay. He's- He's He's here over from earlier this week. You know what it was? Those two West Coast games killed Joe Sway. He was a trooper. He stuck in on them. He did the locker room stuff with us. And the poor dude
0: <laughs> oh he worked too hard. Never, <laughs> poor dude never recovered. He partied Tark too hard. Yeah. Tap out. That's
2: why I he didn't show out. up, man. I yeah, I knew he wasn't able to make it.
0: He was trying to make it to three AM with me and John,
3: and it just killed him. Right. we, just, we, we gotta make sure we keep him on a load management program, obviously. That stuff's yeah. not
1: for the not for the faint of heart here. Joyceway right? ain't ain't about
2: that. Those like, weeks Bob, do Bobby, knock you out. Bobby's they, just naturally up and we I will wake up with text from Bobby in a group text from like three in the morning being like, Wow, like some obscure basketball – holding his name, some obscure basketball player looked good tonight. I'm like, What? Like why are you go to bed,
0: man? It's three thirty. I gotta I gotta move to California, bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you
1: really do. Right. Um so uh it, Lots of things to talk about for this game. I wanna say you this know, right out of the top. Okay, I want you to say it. Let's hear it. Let's go, Jimmy. Let's go.
2: I was gonna say it's very it's 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 sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, John. I think there was a little delay there, but what I want to say, it's very big of you to show up for this show tonight. It's very big of you. Oh, so God, round of applause, I think, oh. is due for John. If you're showing his face tonight after Kemba Walker's greatest game of the season, possibly his Celtics career. Um, so I just want
3: to say thank you for showing up. Chuck. Jimmy looked the backhanded compliment. Well done. By this logic, do we, also, by this logic do we also
1: thank up. Bobby? Do we thank Bobby for uh, showing up because when Cornette was a DNPCD? You
3: Ooh, know, was that absolutely. also brave of him?
1: Yeah, was that <laughs> absolutely. brave? Absolutely, <laughs> very brave. Okay. Well,
3: Bobby's his defense. He was a matchup Celtics player. Not his
1: matchup, not his matchup.
3: The pettiness is so ripe tonight. I'm loving it. <laughs> we, we we live we live for one
1: thing, and that's to just shove it in each other's faces. We're not here to talk about basketball. We're here to keep score oh. with with one another.
2: Absolutely. And I actually before we get that- into
1: Kemba, yeah, before we get into Kemba, that's fine. I I do want to ask you guys. Similarly to the Denver game, um, was this a case? I mean, it's hard to look at this game and feel. Awesome. Outside of Kemba, about anything. Sure, the defense, I thought, looked pretty good. There was some moments, you know, some decent run from Romeo, smart, though he didn't shoot well, I thought played a good game. Defensively, I liked them a lot. But was this a case of uh, a Suns team that was uh, gassed and didn't bring it tonight, or the Celtics uh, applying the pressure? Again, similarly to Denver, I kind of had the same vibe in this one, because, I mean, this was a this was, I mean, the, the what, what did Phoenix score? 37 in the first half? You know, I, how much was the Celtics? How much was them?
3: It was, I mean, definitely a combination of the two. There's no doubt. But I, I when you think about oh, my bad. Phoenix, I, I, the team that Phoenix was playing the other night, that team is going to wear you out, even if they were a little bit shorthanded. So I think the Celtics definitely benefited from a Phoenix team being at less than full strength. But you know what? you still got to go out there and get the job done. And they did. Yeah. And, and to me, I like the fact that they never really allow Phoenix to get any type of traction to feel as though they had control of the game. Phoenix was always in catch up mode. And to me, that's what you're supposed to do when you have opportunities that benefits you, that you have no control over. You had no control over whether the Phoenix would come into Boston after having played a really good team in the East. All you can do is make the most of that moment. And the Celtics did that.
0: Yeah. And, We'll get to Kemba in a second, but that's the story of this one. Him coming out and just being the best player on the court, particularly when Devin Booker has destroyed the Celtics in this matchup in the past. For him to come out and rise above him the way he did and compete in that backcourt matchup that these two teams were throwing back and forth at each other was wildly impressive. This Suns team came in, winners at 13 of 15. I know they're on the back end of a back-to-back, but they've been getting it done through the East Coast swing so far. They put together a frantic comeback late against Philly yesterday. So they've competed in these games. I think Boston's defense wore them out to some degree and extended that fatigue that they felt in this one. So I think the Celtics did quite a bit to exacerbate some of the stuff that Phoenix was going through. But John's right too. There was some weird stuff going on with them through this one. Dropping defensive rebounds out of bounds. There was one play where Aiden had a loose ball right in front of him and kicked it and just stuff like that throughout this one. And then Booker fouling out the way he did as quickly as he did. Felt like just kind of like uh I mean, I'm going to rest up for this next one. So I don't but know. That this wasn't the Suns.
1: Be, that could be frustration because the Celtics yeah. played them tough. So again, I was, at, I'm not, I, I, I'm not saying one thing. I was asking the question, um, which one you guys thought was, uh, was more, it might be a little bit of both, but I'm giving the Celtics a lot of credit.
2: Yeah, I am too. I mean, listen, the, I the forgot Aiden played
1: by the way, all of a sudden I looked up, I'm like, there he is. But anyway, that's a separate story.
2: We, we can't, we can't talk about this game without at least acknowledging the fact that the Suns just went to war last night against the Sixers, you Yeah, know, right. you know, 24 hours later. So, that's tough, you know. If the Celt- if the roles were reversed and the Celtics lost this way, I think a lot of Kemba's been fans off since
0: Saturday. <laughs>
2: are saying right. that you know right. they're coming off the back-to-back schedule loss. That being said, you know I was happy with the with the performance of the Celtics mean I mean, they were shorthanded too. You know, no Jalen Brown tonight, no Rob Williams, no Evan Fournier. So let's not act like they're at, you know 100 percent either. So uh, I, I think you know with those two things you know noted, it was a good performance from the Celtics. A game that they were kind of they kind of had a pretty, pretty solid lead. Throughout most of it, certainly the second half, um, I know that the Suns kind of you know they're you know clawing back a little bit here and there, but Celtics kind of answered every every little comeback by the Suns and they and they pushed the lead back up, which was good to see. They didn't ever let it get to, you know extreme panic mode where you know it was a one possession game or anything like that. So I was impressed yeah. by it. I mean, I I thought that obviously Kemba Walker had you know the game that they needed without without Jason Tatum on tonight, without Jalen Brown in the game. You know, that's the Kemba Walker that. You know needs. You know he's almost like a chameleon now. You know he gives yeah. the game what it needs a lot more so than maybe in previous seasons when he was just more about you know being the guy
0: all the time. Particularly with yeah. how bad Tatum was, they needed well, it badly in this one. I want to get into.
1: I want to get into both in a second, but I I do I do definitely agree that the uh, look you're supposed to do that. You get your team on a back to back. They're going to come out. It's what teams do. You you know jack a bunch of threes. You know see if see if they fall. You know and if they're not. You know, right. it's like, oh crap, we're gonna have to try. And you know, Celtics just made them work for it. And it's really hard to do, you know, uh, especially coming off of last night's. So you're su- you're supposed to try to, you know, to wear that team down. But again, it's you guys are right. It's it's hard not to celebrate when it doesn't matter if the other teams on a back to back or if they're shorthand or whatever. The Celtics again are missing three of their best six players, um, right. uh, in this one. And you know, you see it in those moments when Tatum's not on the floor, you know, and you don't have Jalen Brown, how hard it is. So again, You know, without, I mean, Kemba was Superman tonight um, because uh, they needed, they didn't just need to make up for Kemba, they needed to make up for Tatum, uh, who had a, a, again, strangely, another weird, like, I didn't feel like he played as poorly as he shot. I actually thought he actually played a decent game, but it's a second straight game where he's just shot horribly.
3: Yeah, and and, and I, there's, there's no specific rhyme or reason to that other than that he's just not making shots that he normally makes. Yeah. Uh, the, the, to me, the, the challenge is for him to continue to find ways to impact the game positively when he's not making shots. And we're seeing him do that. Uh, but there were some weird lineups that we saw out there from the Celtics tonight, lineups that I, I hope we don't see much of in the future. Kemba, Peyton, Jabari, romeo grant that five unit man unit no some funky no. bench groups in this one and that's why i
0: say too there were some groups out there, particularly in the second half, where I was waiting for the Suns to... They had a couple bursts yeah, in the first half. I thought, too, I was
1: like, uh-oh, this is going to be the time. We're yeah, and they here. just
0: couldn't scrap it together, and Romeo, Grant, Parker, all those guys were on the floor. How long did they get away with putting Parker at the four and Grant at the five, where I'm just sitting there waiting for this to get down the five? And I think it only got as close as seven or nine down the stretch there, so the suns particularly in that second half just didn't have any gas mount anything beyond that the 20 turnovers the Celtics yeah. were throwing it everywhere in this one and the suns just didn't do anything with it i couldn't yeah. believe they had that one 10 nothing push in the first half that's the only time i thought like all right here come the suns in this game they just they were just kind of going through the motions tonight <laughs> i want to say this
2: and i know we we mentioned it but they got booker completely out of his game. I mean, four offensive fouls. He was playing frustrated. You know, they were they were clamping down to him. He couldn't get into any sort of rhythm whatsoever tonight. Um, and I also want to just remind everybody that the 70 points that he scored in Boston a few years ago, that was a fake 70. Let's not forget that that wasn't a real 70. I just want to throw that out there for anybody watching. That was a fake Jimmy, what the hell
3: is a fake 70-point game? A fake 70-point game is when
2: – Your coach intentionally fouls halfway into the fourth quarter so that you get your guy extra possessions and get to the line and get to that 70 points because the Suns had absolutely nothing. Yeah, that's the problem. That that was a a
1: bullshit 70. That was a clean 60 and a bullshit 70. It tainted the 70 because he still would have been been talking about his 60-point game.
0: That was one of my angriest moments. I was like Jay Crowder that night. I was like, are we seriously doing this? But you know what?
3: Here's the thing. They were pissed. After guard that. me. Celtics were I mean, pissed that, after that. Guard me. That that's that's Devin Booker's response. You don't want me to score seventy points? How about not letting me get the first fifty-five or sixty before we started trying to run it up? Guard <laughs> him. No, no. I was I
2: was at that game. It was an unreal performance, but a fake seventy.
3: It was like a serious. But the, 56, the last ten wasn't
0: points
2: of absolute yeah. dog shit. That yeah, last, no, I remember. The it the Last ten being points. Last they, ten points. they
0: still didn't stop. Sully him.
3: The first they still 60. didn't stop. Yeah. Him, but. Yeah. Right, right, right. And, and the Celtics still won the game, which, you know.
2: They still won the that's, game. That's what it yep. always comes back won to. The game. Who and the then game? the Suns had, like, <laughs> I remember the Suns, like, had a picture in the locker room of, like, the 70, and then, like, Jay yeah. Crowder was, like, chirping at him in, on Instagram or something. Now they're, like, teammates. You know, it's classic NBA stuff, but fake 70 yeah. anyways. Just wanted to make sure that I reminded all the Suns fans watching that it was fake.
1: It was
3: fake. But, it's still, but he still fans. bust. I mean, he absolutely torched them. 60 he you, did. to me when you get I past 40 too. points doesn't matter
2: yeah i mean listen i've i've brought up in the show a couple times like just put it out there like man it's you know tatum booker you know Jalen booker like booker doesn't get the respect of the league i think this year he's starting to because of what the Suns are doing but no you know you can count on one hand you know scores that are better than him straight up scores you know and there's not many yeah, tonight to first, make- and, and that's why and that's why i credit the celtics for what they were able to do tonight they got him completely out of his out of his groove, he was he was a non-factor from pretty much start to finish. I think he had a yeah, second quarter it, where he had like nine points or something like that. But other than that, he was pretty, pretty invisible.
3: Yeah, Marcus Smart had a lot of those responsibilities, but he got a little bit of help too. But bottom line, they made Booker a non-factor, and it's rare that you ever see him play where he's a non-factor. Uh, and that was clearly the case right, tonight. Right. At no point did you feel him putting his imprint on the game. And that is, again – you seldom see that happen from Zebra. I mean, he only took thirteen shots, which for him, I mean, we, we've seen yeah, him yeah. take thirteen and a quarter. No, not a game.
2: Right. And then right. when he was driving, they were they were in position. I know Kemba took some charges. I know that you know, like you said, Smart. You, know, like you said Smart had. I think I said earlier this week, Smart took the game off last game off so that he could be fully ready for the Booker extension. <laughs> you, know, you know, they answered the Bell so.
1: Smart was good. Kemba was feisty. It was, uh, you know, it was all around good. Uh, yeah, you know, I keep saying this about after.
0: Kemba. I know I know, we're going to talk about him, but his defense, still to me, underrated. I know this, the analytics don't look great there, and their on-off numbers and all that stuff with him out there isn't amazing, but he positionally is so sound he's in
1: the right spot he's like one of those cornerbacks that is stride for stride with the receiver but never makes a play he's, on the he's ball one, one of the it's top like
0: charge takers <laughs> every year you know too. it's
1: like Malcolm Butler was like that in his last year you know like he's always there but you know like and he, he is Kemba positionally is right where he needs to be and he gets the charges but again size is just an issue sometimes so he's he can be exploited but beyond mm-hmm. that like he's he buys in. He goes for it. He's he's running around. He's doing his best. He's, he's he draws. It feels like two charges every single game. Like you know, based on his yeah. physical limitations, I don't know that you can ask much more from him defensively. It just is what he is. He's just he's a smallish point guard. It's gonna he's gonna run into mismatch problems. It, you know, there's nothing he can do about it. But you, you 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 can't dog his effort. But I mean, again, let's talk about the game. I mean, turned black for real is is there a better game this year just in terms of how he's looked than tonight? I, and again, I know the recency bias, we just saw it, but we keep talking about like him getting to the rim. I, I mean, how many times did he get, not just get there, get there clean tonight. I mean, he, him, him taking it to the hole was, I mean, he, he did it a ton. Uh, and then, you know, he's hitting his, it obviously helps when he's hitting his threes and, and, and the little pull-ups coming off the screens or, but I mean, I, that's what I'm most impressed with. Is the early season Kemba, he was struggling. He could not get any points around the basket. Late stage Kemba, the last few games that we've seen him, he's getting to the rim.
3: He's doing a better job with that, John. But here, here's the thing, and, and Bobby, you, you touched on it, and we just kind of glossed over, but when was when was the last time we saw Kemba play? He had a huge-ass time off yeah. rest. You felt so good with that rest this year, yes. hasn't he? Yes, and it, it, it's it's amazing how good he is when you, it's clearly that it's clear his body is feeling good. But in a playoff series where you're playing every two to three days, can he deliver that same type of consistency? Doesn't have to play this great every night, but can he play at a level that's close to what we've come to expect when we're talking about good playing Kimba? That's what I need to see more of. Uh, this is this is not a shock to anyone that he played well because we've seen him do it before, but can he do it in close proximity of the games? Uh, not necessarily back-to-back, but can he have, like, three games in a seven-day period where he's good in all three? Can he do those type of things? That, to me, is when I'm going to feel really comfortable about Kimba being that guy that they can lean on uh, once we get to the playoffs. I got booted. Bobby, this Sherrod's, is you. Through
0: yeah,
2: through talk, so.
0: I was I, I've just been blown away by him all month how he's started to fit within the flow of everything and tonight was a little different. He did have to step up into that front line role and he's able to get a ha- sense what is needed on any given night, which is what continues to impress me and that comfort level the burst that stutter step into the lane. I think he hit every yeah. shot he took in the paint tonight through a center, getting to like that last level of the defense there, that wasn't even on his radar early in this season. I, I remember in that opening game he had against the Knicks, there was one play where he burst by a center, playing up too high. But when he had to go into traffic down there, he'd get swallowed up again and again. And now the fact that he's able to use his body, get some contact in there, draw a little more free throws. I, I mean, there's been some nights during this month where he's looked every bit as good as he did last year and on this night in particular I think there's only I look back like two or three nights last year where he had this level of efficiency, this level of scoring certainly it was like a 39 against the Nets and a 44 against the Pacers. So it didn't end up being that high scoring wise but this efficiency is what's been missing from him and he's starting to even gain that back. Fact that he's gotten to a higher level in the passing game is fantastic again I said it on Saturday he looks every bit as good as he did last year at this point through this month and it's just a huge sign for this team going into the postseason that to have that semblance of a big three there agreed and I wonder how so
2: Jalen Brown obviously didn't play tonight I wonder how that changes how Kemba approaches the game maybe he thinks less about you know having to get other guys involved maybe he's not worried about you know, taking a shot that maybe, you know, Jalen would typically be open for or, or be involved. Good point. In. So, I mean, I, I do wonder if that has anything to do with it. I'm not saying that Jalen Brown makes Kemba Walker worse. I wouldn't say that. I'm just saying that, you know, when, when somebody's missing, whether it's Brown Tatum, you know, Fournier, obviously, Kemba Walker is able to sort of fill that role. He's able to fill the gaps and step into a bigger offensive role. Um, And I think that's been, I think he's had it in him all season. It's just a matter of him not having, you know, know, when you have Tatum and Brown out there at the same time, it's just automatic that you're not going to have the ball in your hands as much. You're not going to be taking as much shots. And maybe you're going to be overthinking a bit, you know, and, you know, I need to get these guys the balls. That's what everyone's kind of expecting me to do. And now he can sort of just play his game a little bit more uh, in the role that he's used to playing when he's not, when he doesn't have all that other, I guess, talent out there. So it'll be interesting to see how how we adjust, you know, when, if, and when the Celtics actually do end up a fully healthy team if they can get these guys back by the by the playoffs.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And yeah. now we have John. John, what do you think of Kemba's performance, man?
1: Oh, did I not say I liked wow.
2: it? I think you said you liked it, but did you expect yeah. it?
3: Jimmy's such a shit starter, man. I swear,
1: he's trying. (laughs) This is Jimmy can't find Jimmy can't find the opening. He doesn't know how to get through. (laughs) This is the thing. He's he's a little fella, and he's trying to find a crack. He's trying to find a seam, and he can't find it. (laughs) I'm
2: just trying to. I'm just waiting for that cam, man. I I listen. I I did my apology cam months ago. I think you know rightfully so. And yeah, you haven't had a regret at at all. Perfect time. And I just didn't know if you know if you were ready for it, but you're not. It's all good. You'll get yeah. there at some point. You'll get there. <laughs> John time. can
0: just keep kicking it back because there's two more years on that contract. He, he was moving he's, the
2: goalposts. He's just gonna keep moving the goalposts. Like you know, it's
0: if 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 they reach 2023 and he's still playing well, John's gonna have to do like an hour-long apology cam. It'll it's gonna, it's soul, gonna have yeah. to be magnified.
2: <laughs> it would be a special. We'll do a CLNS special edition <laughs> apology cam. Holy
0: crap! Those three years went better than expected. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you guys believe.
1: Concern, so you think the rational feeling to have entering the season with Kemba Walker was optimism. That's what you guys think. That no, was the, I, I apologize that was, that No, but was, the concern was, was
0: way too high. I, people want to get rid of him at all costs.
1: So again, Danny Ainge said, I don't know, we'll wait and see what the first two months say. Kemba Walker said, I have no idea what this treatment will do. We'll have to see. Kemba Walker, after his first month of struggle, says, I kept waking up afraid i was gonna feel pain so these guys being Mm. supremely concerned about kemba were crazy right they were bananas to think that this might this might flare up again this recurring knee problem that he had and a hail mary experimental treatment they were nuts danny danny and brad and kemba those guys were crazy right
2: it's not – don't, don't put this on them. This is not about them. Listen, so, they, you were right oh, wait, to have I, your doubts, but at the, okay. at the end of the day, so maybe, I, you like, maybe you I were wrong to have.
1: I felt about Kemba's knee the same way Kemba felt about his knee, and I'm crazy, right?
2: No, I think I think you probably felt worse than how, how they felt. I think that's what I think. I think that I think – We're going to have to
0: do a – We're going we to have to dig deep and find out what the take was, for real.
2: We have to dig – I have to do some – I'm going to go pour pouring through the archives and find the exact i remember the video that we did and it was i, I listen i was just as just as guilty i was very nervous and i think I, rightfully so i was we have the but quote at the, end of the day i was kind of wrong at the end of the day it, I, be,
0: you know we have the quote it'd be better if he tore his acl that was the quote. that was one of
2: the quotes yeah Ooh. that was an infamous quote that was an infamous quote that you know that's not gonna go away yeah sure that painful
3: was receipt that that's a, a paper receipt you just pulled up there.
2: That was a hot yeah. take by John. He said it would have been better if he tore his ACL because you can fully recover from that and go on to have a uh, you know a, a career in the NBA when it's degenerative knee issue that's something that doesn't go away and just gets oh, worse. Oh, and, and worse I and worse. I
0: get what John was saying in that sense, but I just never and I said this when we were talking about Holiday and all this stuff over the off season, his deferential role in helping Tatum and Brown get where they are and his ability to fit in and not have to take that lead role in at all and still be effective in that sense was so important. And if they could get him back to any percentage of what he was early last year, if they had confidence in that, uh, procedure working as they probably had to have some level of confidence in that it was worth seeing what they had in him because they were never going to get anything. We can imagine trades all day long, but if there was any medical concern about him, they were never going to get anything that was worth doing a trade. So again, I don't oh, know. Yeah. If it's sh-
1: That's the other thing. Another 29 teams also were super concerned about Kemba's knee. Yeah.
0: And, yeah. Uh, and I, re- I just and never, I never liked the
3: idea but of the city. I was, I was crazy. Yeah. But the, yeah. the reason, why, the reason why but the reason why folks were so concerned <laughs> was because Kimba having any type of issues that sideline him was completely foreign to his right. time in the NBA. I mean, you go back and you start looking at his career in Charlotte. I mean, he was the ultimate warrior, playing yeah. through a lot of different bumps and bruises. And he, he comes to Boston and then never rest. Well, right. And it, it just felt that, you know, the issues that he's dealing with were just father time's way of saying you got I-, I couldn't catch you in Charlotte. But damn, we've we got to slow you down a little bit here in Boston. And I give Kimba a lot of credit, man. He's he's starting to figure out ways. And we've talked about this the last few games of impacting other than being the score. And to me, that's when you realize that. Physically, you can't do all that you're accustomed to doing night in, night out. You have to find other ways to impact the game, and Kimba is doing a better job of that. But in within that vein, he's going to have nights like this where he's going to be vintage Kimba, a guy that's knocking down shots left and right, getting to the cup, finishing at the rim, doing all those things that have made him a multi-time all-star. But I'm not by any means banking on the Kimba we saw tonight seeing that night in and night out. I think we'll see that if we can get that Kimba like, once every week or two, I'm good. It's those other nights where I need him to be close to being the Kemba that we saw last year. The close to the Kemba that I think can be a great number three guy with Jalen and Jason. Yeah, right. well, that's yeah, I mean, going to be agree. the tricky thing. And the, How but, does that yeah.
0: happen when they're all out there? But that's right. the
1: thing is, like as Sherrod pointed out, that's the number one. That's the number one thing that's changed over the last little bit. Okay, because we saw Kemba feeling it out the first month, not sure what he was doing, kind of in his own head, um, then kind of the uptick in the second month. Third, you know, he's still kind of figuring it out, but you see these last couple of weeks that I get what I'm supposed to do now. It almost took three months of like, and Jimmy said it earlier, the giving the game what it needs. You have the games where he'll shoot eight field. We had two games where we're like, Kemba didn't shoot at all. Are we worried? Like, mm-hmm. Physically, he's a, he can't get where he needs to go to get his shot off? Or was that what the game needed? You know, like we weren't sure. We're just wondering, like that was odd. They were single digit field goal attempt games. And then you have other games where he shot 20, 20, you know, 20 field goal attempts recently and another 17 tonight where it was, this is what the game needed. So like, that's the key to Kemba is I'm sliding in as the number three guy on this team. So I got to figure out each day, I have to think more than the other guys. They get to play. I have to figure out, in the right. moment, what the game needs, and like him being able to do that more frequently is a big freaking deal, you know. So like, you have those seven assists, those that's was it six games straight with six assists plus, you know, mm-hmm. uh, games where he's getting eight. He's the second leading rebounder on the team, you know. Like he's doing a lot, and it seems like every game where he's had a good game, we've talked about this is exactly what the game needed from Kemba, and it's exactly what it got. So that's I think the, that's the bigger that's as big a difference as anything. Uh, in that's addition, that's huge. Yeah.
2: And I think that's something that, and me, myself included, I wasn't sure if we were going to get that from Kemba Walker because of all the things we were hearing in the off season. And because of what Danny was saying and because we're worried about the fit with those guys Walker was saying and the fit and how we thought. And I thought he was going to probably miss time until like, literally, I thought he would miss like all of March. You know, I was like, Oh, this guy's not going to be back until, you know, mid to late March at the best. And, I was wrong about so many of those things. I wasn't crazy. I don't think for thinking those things. But at the end of the day, I was wrong. I don't think John. I don't think you were crazy for thinking those things. But I think some of the things you said and thought were wrong. Yeah. Simple as that. You were. No, there was a real concern
0: that. that we might have seen the last of him playing well, and that certainly exactly. was not we true. Like, and I still think there's plenty left after this for him. And, uh, but right.
2: and you're, you're not going to get 32 a game. But you also don't need you hope that you don't need 32 a game from Kemba Walker. That's why he well, you Consider the third guy on this team.
0: Yeah, at a certain point too, That was, health or not, that was going to have to be the adjustment he was going to to make anyway because even if Kemba stayed healthy through the first year of his contract into the second year, Jalen was going to reach a point somewhere along that line where he passed Kemba. You know, regardless of what Kemba was doing, just because of his size and abilities on the wing there, <laughs> shooting, all that stuff. <laughs> I can't wait. We're going to think uh, probably tomorrow we'll pull By yeah, the way I'm putting all up all these
1: comments against me, just so What we knows. What we
2: actually need, I know Nick or Nick was watching, is we need Nick and, and an intern or somebody to just go through. And just start all just that go crazy through, Kemba just clip through them. Yeah, just clip through them. You want to do? Yeah, just clip. Just when we need to post that as the shorts. Nick loves the shorts, the uh YouTube shorts. We can do. There's a not a minute. First
1: of all, I'm gonna take this comment here, Tyler, the host. There's not a freaking single person out there who, at the beginning of the year, and when they saw Kemba Walker playing like dog shit, wasn't every bit as scared as I was. Times a million get him out, he's a bum. The whole freaking trade, Kemba. trade Kemba Now oh, the chat you're most all, guilty. You are all frauds, you're all frauds, right. every freaking one of you. Okay, front runner, <laughs> don't
0: want to hear it. The, the cat is most guilty of anyone. The Absolutely.
1: correct emotion, yeah. the correct vibe was deep concern for a little guy who's 32 years old who had. His knee flare up three times in 16 months. Really, really worrisome. Thank goodness he's playing well. But everybody, give me a freaking break with the apology stuff. <laughs> you guys, you guys ran him out of town 15 times over already. Frauds, all well, of them. All- frauds. Not me. Okay.
0: I don't. Yeah. So Jimmy's done one. I've probably done one or two. I, has Joe Sway done? I don't think Joe we'll Sway's done one. So we'll get him one Joe Sway and John, we waiting.
2: There was a stretch, and we'll transition here, I think. Well, there was a stretch for a second where I thought we were going to get a double apology cam, Kemba and Nismith. the way Niesmith actually showed up a little bit. You're tonight. way
1: off on the Niesmith stuff. I was freaking – I was driving the Niesmith bandwagon for months here.
2: You were, and then you drove it off a cliff.
3: <laughs>
1: I didn't drive it off the cliff Neesmith drove it, he off, the drove it off the cliff <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay One yeah. friggin w- One tumble to the ground at a time You know Yeah right yeah. <laughs> oh, No but God. um,
2: yeah. Neesmith we got a little We got a little peek at Neesmith Draining a couple threes tonight Coming off of some screens and such And you know he's He's got a pulse oh. but, Listen Neesmith is not I will say Neesmith will not be in In the playoff rotation He won't be seen really much The rest of the year <laughs> But he does have a pulse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, Smoking Mac.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, so no. funny. That's also not what I said, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, his elbow gets twisted. <laughs> God, okay, so everybody's a Boston fan, right? Everybody's follows sports. You've seen what's happened to Dustin Pedroia and Julian Edelman, right? When they yeah, have degenerative the knee conditions. It's bad. That's a concern. You're they were a little older, though, they? weren't they? Not by yeah. much, man. I mean, Pedroia was, but, I mean, when that stuff started – that was it you know yeah but Pedroia is a dirt dog
2: dude
1: I know <laughs> yeah. it didn't go well loves that shit that 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 arthritic degenerative bone on bone knee stuff didn't go well I, I do have one it more thing so here it
3: never it, really does. it yeah. rarely does it rarely does I got a
1: oh, little you're
0: right. that going it's, it's the on beginning actually. of the end oh you do
2: yeah I can feel it in my knee
0: oh no we might, be might have you to call Marigal.
2: Kemba's guy <laughs> Yeah, that's true, Marigold Medical. There we go. Okay, I'll go Max on the
1: wall. Wait, wait, wait. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta.
2: Oh, geez, we gotta we, do it. We got him in the uh, sponsor. Yeah, we got the sponsor. In
1: okay, no, it's we're deep into the game. Uh, locker room, it's a, it's a thing. Oh, come get John
0: tonight. <laughs> come get me.
1: Come on, frauds, all that's of you, right. frauds. Every one of you, bring we it.
2: Apology voiceover. Bring it. Tonight.
1: Where are you guys?
2: I know everyone's too nice in the locker room. Too now, nice. Bring it. Okay, Way too
1: nice. bring it. Bring all the pro Kemba guys out there. Okay, so we've got yeah. receipts. We can go back on the chat and pull your comments too. Um, but yeah, bring That's it. True. Locker room, download the app, come join us afterwards. Uh, we're gonna head over um, you know, in a little bit, you know, and uh Sherrod and I'll start. Uh Jimmy and uh uh Bobby will uh will uh join us in a bit. Josue, Who knows? He's kind of a fan. That would be surprised. something. Maybe no map the show I
0: find yeah, myself
2: yeah. just pop but come in and talk to us talk to us afterwards what's that sometimes doing? i just pop on a locker room without not nothing to do you guys I'll just pop on and see like what are
3: people talking about right now
0: yeah were you on the uh ariana grande versus lady gaga one or something like that there was they a room one? like that I
3: miss, I oh that. bobby the wow. fact that you were able to just uh, rattle that off wow. with sounds like, you <laughs> sounds like you were there so bobby you it, was tell an op- us.
0: it was an option
3: bob was hosting it <laughs>
2: Speaking of locker room, if you don't join locker room tonight, you better join before tomorrow because I heard there is a massive guest joining us tomorrow on locker room app. That, that is correct? also
1: true. We're not going to tell you, and it isn't. this isn't a fake it's tease. Not, it's not Nick either. It's not Nick. <laughs> it's not anybody in Nick's circle. But <laughs> Thank God. Uh, honestly, if you miss it tomorrow – you're going you're gonna to kick yourself, and I'm not, I'm not joking. This is an, We are, yes, we're holding the identity of the person for a little while longer. It's a freaking awesome guest, and you'll be bummed out if you don't join us because you're going to want to talk to this person. And-, and that's the thing. You'll be able to,
2: well, not all of you because I imagine we're going to get a good amount of people, but some people will be actually be able to talk to this person. It's not like you're just watching them on TV or listening to them on the radio. You actually get to be a part of the conversation, so that's the, that's the unique part about it, which is pretty cool.
1: It's. I like this one. It's going to be Danny demanding a Kemba apology. Yeah. <laughs> a lot
0: of people. A lot of people thought it was going to be smart. Possible.
1: It's possible. Anyway, I'm not kidding. Um, anyone could hop on.
3: Theoretically, join us on the show. Is possible. That's we'll tell right. you
1: about it tomorrow. Uh, but it should be fun. Um, but yeah, that's tomorrow. We're still going to jump on this. tonight. It'll
2: be Friday night, you know. So you know, maybe be uh. Have a couple of drinks, you know. It'll be after a big game, Celtics Nets. We'll see who suits up, but it'll be a big
0: one. Oh, oh I was bummed go- I about
1: that. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that. We'll see how it goes. Uh, it is a bummer, though. Um, we're looking at, um, we're looking at no, uh, no Kemba, and possibly no Jalen, and possibly no Rob, and possibly no Evan. This
0: no could, be dis- oh, no, right. could be a disaster.
2: Maybe. No Kemba, yeah. that's right.
0: Well, I, I believe Harden and Durant are going to be out on the other side too. So at the same time, Harden it's like, is All yeah, right.
1: Durant too. Yeah. We, well, he's we got, uh, we he's dealing with a leg ailment. Games. We got robbed so of a can, lot
2: of good matchups this This is
1: a one thing you're looking at the Nets where you're wondering, like, you know, it. You know that they don't care deeply. I'm about starting the to get season, concerned for the first time about they them. They should be they should be concerned uh, over there. I think.
0: Yeah, there was a setback to Harden in his rehab, and now he's going to miss an indefinite amount of time. That yep. might just be calling it until the playoffs. And even, right. you know, they're going to be lined up with a team in the first round that's probably going to be a walkthrough. But who knows? I mean, there's a big mix of teams right now, and it could be even Boston falling into that mix for our first-round series with them. Where it could get I'd love a low to be for them. the
2: Knicks. The Knicks look too good for the eighth seed, but I'd love for it. Well, Knicks that's the next. point,
0: Jimmy. There's like five teams right there that are all pretty good, and yep. someone has to fall into that seven seed or eight seed, depending on where Brooklyn ends up. I know Philly a- lost tonight, I think. So Brooklyn yeah, and them are tied. Six, yeah, so them and Brooklyn are tied for that one. It's going to be a tight race up there at the top. But right. again, I think some of these ailments, especially to Durant, are legitimately getting concerning that why
1: do we are we certain by the way has brad already said kemba back-to-backs no chance for tomorrow or is there any chance we get surprised and he plays
3: i think at this, point? Stage, at this late stage of the season they're not going to do that i don't yeah. think so either yeah he, he i mean he played out he played
2: pretty damn hard tonight he played like a guy who knew he wasn't playing tomorrow
3: right <laughs> Yeah, and Jalen
0: could. I, I don't know what the situation is with Jalen, but it did seem like he gave an honest shot to go tonight. So I guess that probably is a relief that it won't be that long of a thing. Maybe he bounces back in the lineup tomorrow. Wait, and picks did that he up. really
1: try? It, sound, it sounded like he gave up immediately, where he's
0: like, no, no chance. Well, yeah, he gave it a chance. I don't know how well that went, but uh, (laughs) it did. So the way uh, I think John Corrales looked in it a little bit, it did sound like that left shoulder bursitis could be a little more of a long-term thing there. I don't know, though. I just, I don't know anything about it myself. You would probably know more than me, John. The bursitis? No idea. But
1: who did you say was concerned about it? Corrales. But based off of what, though? Based off of talking to medical people?
0: I don't know. He messed the reset because he was on the call and he was saying this is more of a long-term thing, right? To Brad. And Brad was like, Oh, I'll give it a go tonight. We'll see. I so think I don't it's know. one
1: of, I think it's a it's gonna nag you sort of thing, but you can play through but it. But it's, it's his
0: not- left one, right? So yeah. It's not the shooting one. No, it's it's the <laughs> guider. Yeah.
1: But I mean, this could be one of those things where you just rest it, you could splint it, you could friggin' take injections, you know. Um, but it all depends, you know, like you could have, it could be traumatic, you know, where you like, it was based off of something that you, you like a contact sort of thing. It can be something that's just chronic. I mean, it's really hard to say, just saying bursitis. They didn't give anything, but the fact that they're saying day to day makes it sound like it's nagging.
0: Well, some people thought it was pain from the vaccine. And I think that very clearly turned out to be wrong.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, for anybody who's experienced that dead arm, I mean, again, I don't know if you would refer to that as bursitis. It's pretty frigging bad. Um, yeah.
2: Oh my like, god, I,
1: are you, it's immobilizing. So again, I, I don't know. you talked about
2: differently, I guess. Obviously, I'm so.
1: saying the people who had it, like who had what? A shot. Who had the dead arm? The oh. ones who've experienced it. It's gotcha. like ha, ha, hanging. I have it. It's hanging by your side. I couldn't. I couldn't lift it like well, that. You're a NARP. Yeah.
2: You're but NARP, non-athletic regular person. So, of course, you would walk around <laughs> dead arm. No,
1: Caleb No, Nick, a Nick, ha- Nick had it too. What does he count as? <laughs> no,
2: if, you're, if you're grouping yourself <laughs> with Nick, <laughs> look, look out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Nick couldn't it was- as, Luckily, he doesn't need to. So, he was probably – nothing changed in his day.
1: Yeah.
0: It was interesting uh, that uh, a couple guys missed games with illnesses. Uh, Jalen was among them to miss that Saturday game. And they
1: did all get vaccinated. So yeah. it's not, the illnesses could have been post-vaccine thing. Nobody knows, though. As it's impossible to
3: yeah. it's impossible to say. So my big, everyone my, reacts differently my, to that stuff anyway. So yeah.
0: My big concern right now is the Rob one. So this has been four straight games now that he's missed. Uh, inflammation behind the knee is what Brad said about it. I'm sure that's another one that's just over-cautious and trying to make sure that he – Fully recovers before he gets back, but he tried to give it a go in practice yesterday, and I guess that did not go well either. As you said, the Jalen one went when he was trying to get back into the fold. They were pretty confident that he was going to be able to get back by the end of this week, and it now seems like I wouldn't expect him (laughs) up there tomorrow either. (laughs) Boomer arm indeed.
3: Oh, boy.
2: He's down for the count. I love it. It's
1: true. It's true. Um
3: yeah, worried
0: about
1: anyway. Rob. So they all I'm got work- the
2: vaccine? Sorry, I,
1: we're off. I'm next. officially worried about Rob. I am too. I,
3: I, I wasn't I dispersed, th- but I am now. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the longer he stays out, the, the greater my worry level becomes because I know how important he is to them. And I know how important it is for Rob to be in a rhythm. And all the more games he misses, the harder it is and the longer it'll take for him to get back into that great flow that he was in when he was playing starter like minutes. It's it's concerning. Uh, cause Tristan I think is doing a good job, but they're a much better team when Rob Williams and Tristan Thompson are both <laughs> playing in their own rhythm. And right now, I just when when Rob comes back, he's it's gonna take him a minute to get back into a good flow. I don't hey, know. Maybe the minutes
0: piled up. Maybe they were right about that thing.
3: But he wasn't playing huge minutes. He was playing like like low end starter yeah, minutes. Exactly. I mean if pretty- it's still pretty low. Yeah, I mean we're not, he wasn't playing 35, 38 minutes. If a he game. got hurt at twenty-four minutes, he was getting
1: hurt at nineteen. You know, like it's just a <laughs> if he, it, you know, that's what, when we were crying for more minutes, we're like you're not it's the same exact thing. It's like we're not asking for a lot, you're saying play twenty-four minutes instead of seventeen minutes. It wasn't like nobody's asking for 40. It was like, why how is Rob playing sixteen minutes a night when he's your best center? That was the perplexing thing. That's but just again, one of
0: that's just one of a handful yeah. of things about him where I'm like why did he go twenty-seven? Why, like, do teams not value him the way we do here? There's, there's just something there about him, and I do think a lot of it is health-based, where teams are a little worried about him, like the the fragility factor there. And he held up so well for almost all of this year, and now this does seem to be something that's going to nag him. And. Again, I just hope, I just wish he could stay weird. healthy. He didn't look at all limited in fi- the final game he played.
1: Wasn't it shoulder
2: that was a concern about his? or did it hip, 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 hip. And now it's knee.
0: It's all lower body with him. And again, he came into the draft with something impacting the blood flow in his lower body. And that was going right. to be a concern throughout his career. I, I don't know. There's just something weird there when it comes to his ability to stay on the court and play significant minutes. Again, I don't think Brad was just BSing there saying, Oh, we're stringing him along carefully here. Cause he actually didn't want to play him. I just, I think there's, real medical concerns when it comes to his stability and ability. i think that's to freaking
1: nonsense this a knee thing flaring up has so, nothing so Bobby, to do with so yeah, so then with a hip issue which is legitimate you
2: so Danny age like, so is just you know against medical against all the medical reports and he's the only guy who just wanted to take a risk on rob out of 30 teams
0: well he's, he's done that he before it.
2: he doesn't believe that the
0: Well, there's a big difference between picking a guy at 10 with concerns like that versus 27, where who else are you going to be picking? It'll be a second round prospect there. I think at a certain point, it becomes a no brainer. Just take a flyer.
2: Why? If they can never play the guy like you're saying, I mean, he can't can't go more than 10 minutes a game. Because other other
3: guys that you will potentially take at that point in the draft, you can't play at all because they suck. Whereas yeah. with Rob, you just have to minimize his minutes. And and it, again, taking him at 27, hell yeah. I, I think almost any team at that point in the draft with him on the board I, would have done the same thing. Because he's, he's worth it.
0: I remember that night. I could not believe he made it there. There was about I was starting to look at his name like six or seven picks before. And, oh no.
2: The, the karma. That's so true. You did this. It's your fault. Oh, <laughs> they no. I misheard you. I love it.
0: Again, though, um, zero yeah. games where the Celtics have had full health this year. It's just absurd. I, I don't yeah. That has to be the first time in franchise history that's ever happened if they end up going through and having a guy missing every single night of no, 81. the season.
2: 1981 happened a couple of times. Really? Yeah.
0: And 80, 85, actually. yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll
3: take no, your I have word. no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> It was, he was, Jimmy. It was actually bullshitting.
2: Those were good years. They probably never had games for players. Now, anymore. if that was Nick
0: saying that, I would have believed it. He's probably not right. scores. Yeah, exactly. yeah.
2: I think it was – no, it was the – yeah, it was the Bill Russell years. Yeah, that's what it was.
0: <laughs> they, they had Russell, great medical – greatest to ever do it. <laughs> they had a great medical staff back then.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly nick nick's watching re- reel to reel of the uh russell era celtics at home you know <laughs> micro micro film he's looking at the... <laughs> he's just winding his film yeah. <laughs> he's actually going to turn the projector yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so what wh-
0: you know what i'll never forget about that why is there so much footage of back then but the 100 point game they don't have one that just never made any hmm. sense to me they don't even have a clip from that game the will happen Are you saying that maybe it didn't happen, Bob? Well, I I went to the place where it happened. I'm just like, did this happen? No signs? No evidence? Yeah. No
2: signs of of wilt?
0: No sign of wilt, no sign of life.
2: (laughs) What about the moonlight? Did that happen?
0: I feel good about that one.
1: Okay. All right. Interesting. Jurassic Bob. Um, Yeah. So uh, we didn't talk about it a ton, but... um, just wow. anybody worried at all about <laughs> Tiscalano? I've never heard that one before. No,
0: the definitely. commenters are getting fed up with you, Jimmy. That's a shock. No, they're d-
1: they're tired of me. Um, the uh, Tatum um, again? Pretty pretty weird to go three of seventeen consecutive games, right? That's a strange shooting. By line. weird, you mean bad? Yeah, really bad. Yeah, and weird.
2: Yeah, especially when it's a top ten player in the NBA. You don't you don't want but- to see that one time. Never mind three.
1: I don't want to make anything out of it outside of just, okay, back-to-back shooting games. It's just so strange after the – it's so bizarre after the, oh, my God, biggest stage, best game of the year by far, 44 points, friggin' killer killer Tatum to come back with this again. Because what's weird is sandwiched around that 16 for 25 is a 6 for 14 against the Lakers where he scored 14 points. Then back-to-back three of 17s, really weird. Um you know, especially, and again, in and around a time where he's been, I mean, you know, a few games before that was a 53, a 32, a 28. Um, so the hot and cold is a little odd on the, on the shots here, uh, for him to be this, this ice cold. So I'll just ask the question again, nothing to be concerned about just enough, just an off night or something you saw Sherrod, anything in, in in the way he approached tonight?
3: No, I'm I'm not concerned. I'm not at all. I'm
1: just wondering, yeah. If
3: he's, if he's getting the shots that he normally gets and they're just not falling, then shit. They're just not falling. Because right. when you start looking at his, just whole, his body of work, he's got a lot of games where he shot high 50, low 60% from the field. And over time, that stuff's going to average out. So he was due to have a stretch where he'd have a couple of not-so-great nights. I love the fact that he's doing two things. One, he's getting to the boards, even though he's not making shots. And two, he's getting to the free throw line. He's had eight attempts each of the last three games. And if you look at his body of work this year, Jason Tatum has not had that stretch at all this season. He's never had three games where he's had at least eight free throws attempts. So he's at least figuring out a way to impact the game offensively, even though he's maybe not knocking down shots. So it seems like when he has
0: these nights, though, he's going to keep shooting and he's going to try to push his way out of it. And there's been a handful of those where he never escaped. I don't think they happen as much as a Harden or a Westbrook. Like, when they really start jacking it, it gets ridiculous, especially upwards of 24 to 35 times. So I'm fine with 17 to try to work your way out of it. But you do kind of have to reach a point at some night where you either do different things, as you said, and he ultimately did tonight, uh, or start to defer to some other guys, which I actually think he did a good job with tonight as well. So this one bothered me less than the Bulls one. The Bulls one, he... I think went too far in trying to work his way out of it and end up stagnating the offense a little bit. But overall, him too. This has been a phenomenal month overall for him across the board when it comes to his overall production. And this actually was one of his better defensive performances uh, I've seen all year. So he made up for another ways tonight, certainly.
1: I thought he did a lot well. He just kind of kept trying to shoot his way out of trouble from long range instead of um, be a little bit more aggressive. But also it felt like they put – Phoenix put – all their attention on him tonight. Um, So it was hard for him to maneuver. So I think he took that pull-up three whenever he had it. But uh, they were sending a couple guys out at him. Um, So I just – I don't know that he could have been super aggressive getting to the basket. He had – he had – you know, he was getting blitzed a lot tonight. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it felt like they pretty much were like take Tatum out of the game. And that yep. was the game. that was Make the game Kemba went. beat
1: you, and he did, you know, yeah. or make someone else beat you. That, that, that clearly was their mentality. Yeah, like, and honestly, no it Brown, should be.
2: Double Tatum and ah, play yeah. that, you know, Grant plays 40, you know? Yeah. And they didn't realize that Kemba was going to go off tonight, and he did. And that That's was the and they were cold, too, on, on, on their own end. They were cold. So I didn't feel like there were tons of occasions where I was like, oh my God, Tatum, you're, you're killing them right now. Like, there wasn't a ton of shots that no. were out of flow. There were a couple quick ones, but.
1: They just didn't fall. They just
2: didn't yeah. fall. And, you know, it happens, and you know, you move on. Like, he's gonna go for you know forty in a couple. And Eight next couple free weeks.
0: throws too. That's important. He's yeah. been doing sure, that I'm all month that, too. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give a teeny bit, teeny bit, teeny bit of attention uh, to our boy Romeo. Um,
2: and that was talking Romeo. All right. What else we got?
3: Huh? <sighs> so Romeo. That was
2: talking Romeo. Romeo. Romeo, um, <laughs> what is there to say about? No,
1: Romeo? for real. I mean, right now, uh, uh, defensively, I feel as good about him as I as I do almost anybody on the team. He's just Solid. almost invisible on the offensive end again.
3: And it, and it's not and it's not as if they're like not looking for him to be involved. It's just that he can't. He's not making things happen. When when it turned to him. And, it's you know, I go back to the Chicago game where he had that open three late in the game, and then they were able to keep the possession alive. And then he had the short, you know, like eight-footer in the lane, and he shot at six feet. Yeah. Those are the things that frustrate me about Romer. He has to get to the point where when you have open shots, more times than not, you make them. Your defense is going to keep give you opportunities to get on the floor, but in order to stay on the floor,
1: you got to yeah. make open shots. He had another tonight where he had it on the left, uh, you know, kind of uh, uh, you know left side of the court, right. and he drove, and he was right. there. He was in the right. lane, but it looked like never in his thought process did he ever think, when I start dribbling towards the basket, I might end up shooting. I Might end up shooting, and, right? And then he got to the paint, and he could have easily gone up for a, a, you know, a a real easy, you know, six, eight footer or continued towards the basket if you wanted to. And he just kind of kicked it out to somebody for a three. Um, Because again, I just don't think he's thinking of himself as a person who's supposed to try and do stuff offensively. Uh, I don't know if that's going to come or not, but the defense is outstanding. There's no, there's, there's no question about it. He, he's going to stay on the court. I, the, the reason I keep bringing him up there's something about him right now that the guy who sees him play the most out of anybody uh, or the, the guy who's closest, you know, to, to, you know, the only person, you know, who can make a determination whether or not he deserves minutes clearly thinks he deserves minutes right now. That mm-hmm. has to say something. It has to say – it says to me that Brad thinks there might be more there than just a guy who plays defense and does nothing else. But we still haven't
3: seen it. Right, but you know what? But, I mean, the the thinking behind that is your team has started to play better because your team has started to play better defense. So you need to do a job as a coach of getting the guys out there who are as close as you can have to being consistently good at that end of the floor. That's why Romeo's playing. Romeo could go out there and go, oh, for whatever. But if he continues to make an imprint defensively, Brad is going to keep rolling him out there. I think there's a sense,
0: too, that you don't – or the Celtics rather don't want these guys doing too much. You saw with semi in a spot start from him, him getting a little too exuberant on that end of the floor, trying to push some fast breaks, getting a little too aggressive on the ball. And I don't think they honestly want Lankford running a ton of pick and roll. I know I saw out there that he had flashes in that aspect of the game a couple nights ago. And I saw a few here or there, but honestly at this point in his career and this point in his recovery, You don't want him doing too much out there. I just wish, and this is what I've liked about Parker so far, just simple cuts. Just cut to the basket, and guys are going to find you. I don't think any of the Celtics' young guys do that nearly enough. Langford's probably on the high end of that, but him, Grant, Semi, you're not going to have the ball in your hands a ton. You're never going to be in a spot on this team where you're a lead ball handler, lead creator, so you're going to have to find other ways to fit in if you want to ever survive on this team. And... For Parker to come in in three games, be doing that at a high level. I mean, what has Parker done on the ball? Almost nothing. Everything's been cutting, finding right. open lanes, letting getting out in the fast break. So I look at Langford and Grant and NeSmith and all these guys, and it's just like you give them some leeway for being young and all that stuff. But at the same time, you have to get where your offense is going to come from, or else you're just going to be a zero out there standing well, they
1: in the might, corner. But- I was thinking about Sherrod had given a good comp, you know, uh, of Avery Bradley uh, as someone for Romeo, which I thought was pretty good. Another person I was thinking about, just in terms of who he might grow up to be um uh, that might be more apt is uh, Evan Turner um, yeah and and so that when because we were talking about it evan like, Turner though he he was
2: like commanding on offense a little bit like he but he, he was would
1: but show up, but he was, but it took him a while. I mean, he was almost. I mean, he was in bust territory a couple of years into the league because, obviously, he didn't live up to his college billing. And, again, right. Romeo's a guy who had a super high pedigree, disappointing first year at Indiana, but as a guy who's supposed to score. Uh, but the outside shot just never came. And I don't know whether it will or won't for Romeo. It doesn't look like he's got the best stroke. I think he can get it to be okay. But I, I think he's a guy who can get places with the basketball and should be able to get into the lane, make some of those small mid-range ones, get to the bucket. I think he can finish a lot better than Turner could around the bucket, but Turner just made all of his bones just kind of getting this little
2: Turner open had, spots. Turner had a bag though. Turner had, Turner had moves. He could dribble. Nice in could,
1: between
0: he, game. He, he, yeah. he did, yeah. but,
1: but he developed, like I said, is I, I'm not yeah, I, c- sure, comparing them entirely.
0: There. I think he this can is survive. like This is like Jimmy's Aaron Gorin comparison. <laughs> That was no, on point. No, this one actually
3: makes sense. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was on point.
2: Yeah. Uh, actually, Parker wears 20. You should put a little put a little point in between that two, 2 and 0. Put Gordon on the back of it, and you got Gordon 2.0. But let me say this about, <laughs> about Romeo. You want to talk about bad starts to your career? That's about as bad, unlucky of a start to your NBA career as you can have as Romeo Langford. Hurt to start the year, came back mid-year you know, jumping into the middle of things, has no idea what his role is. COVID hits, they're off for like, you know, three months or whatever it is. Comes back in the bubble, obviously way out of sorts, doesn't play, no off season, And it's really just an extension of a, of a shitty rookie year for Romeo Langford is what this is. And his first year, his rookie year, he didn't have any sort of offensive flow to his game either. He never was taken, you know, Big shots during the game. He, he had one game. I looked at his game log. He had one game of double digit shots, which is amazing. I thought he had zero. He took 11 shots one game and a win over the Hawks. Uh, other than that, though, I mean, this is like Bobby just said, he's the type of player that needs to just do his thing off the ball, get open in ways that he can, move off the ball, cut, whatever it is. You're not getting plays drawn up for you. You don't want to be, nobody wants you to be the guy that's taking shots to begin with. And right now, I think you just need to get. To the off season, all these young guys in the Celtics just need to get to the offseason, get a full off season in there, and actually become a part of the offense, so that they're not in there strictly for defensive reasons. Which is why Romeo's in there, John. I mean, you commend his defense rightfully. So he's in there as a, as a defensive guy only. They're not asking yeah. him to score a single then, yeah. point.
1: And people are oh, saying Evan couldn't defend. I'm not saying he could, and I'm not comparing the guys. I'm saying offensively, if you if he's going to arrive, he's going to arrive as a person who's doing a lot of his stuff in kind of those mid to intermediate, you know, uh, you know, uh, areas of the basket. He's going to use his ability to get to the lane or get to the rim or get into the paint, and he's going to have to develop that kind of game because I don't think he's going to be stand. I don't think he's a three and D stand in the corner sort of guy. I don't think that's where he's going to make his impact if he does offensively I think he he has to be more aggressive he has to look for it he has to be a bit of a slasher which means he's got to recognize the moments where he's got a matchup or he's you know uh he gets the ball on a swing and he's got a step and he's got to attack more aggressively he's not doing that right now
3: no I mean the, the big the the I think the key to him unlocking that part of his game is just becoming a better ball handler Ah, uh, that's something I, I know. In in this upcoming off season, it has to be priority number one for him. He already is physically strong enough to hold his own out there. Yeah, his ability to get from point A to point B, handling the ball, is going to open things up for himself. It's going to open things up for his teammates, and it's going to create more of an opportunity for him to play for Brad and actually play both ends of the floor, as opposed to being really good defensively and a non-factor, Casper the Friendly Ghost style on offense. Right. And it's, again, yeah. it's a
1: lot of minutes to be playing to be that much of a zero on offense. He played 30, was it 32 minutes tonight? Um, yeah. 32 high. minutes tonight, you know. Uh, it's just, you know, to, to, to make that little of an impact, um, you know. And, and it's not just shooting. Zero assists. He's just not doing anything with the ball in his hands. Um, yeah.
0: I, I I just don't like his offense right now. And even if he does become a better ball handler, there's so many in front of him on this roster that it's like you, they need some guys who are capable of doing some things without the ball. Like Grant, you can look at Grant and say, "Oh, if they give him three to five post ups a night, he'll be look much better." He's just not going to get that on this roster. Semi, they could put the ball in his hands more and send him downhill of the basket, but they just don't want to give Semi seven shot. Like yeah. at, at some point, if you're coming into this league as a role player, you can't be contingent your success can't be contingent on like massive amounts of opportunity and this is Neesmith too like it kind of stinks that you're going to come into these games and have three shots decide your night but that's that's where you are on this roster and you know part of that (laughs) comes back to the Celtics and finding guys who fit those spots on the roster better when it comes to draft picks and some of it is on these guys to you know Romeo Lankford I think is a guy who his whole life has had to make things happen on the ball been the best players on his team's and had massive amounts of opportunity. Now I just, as long as he's in Boston, I don't think he's ever going to have that. Hmm. Huh.
1: Um, all right, well, all right. I'm going to. Uh, oh, sorry. I'm going to tell everybody one more time here. We do have our locker room situation happening, uh, and we're going to be heading over there uh, very soon. So again, uh, if you haven't downloaded the app already, please do. Come join us in the chat. Give me crap about Kemba. Give me crap about Rob. You know, talk to Sherrod because he's, he's famous and you should be taking advantage <laughs> of this opportunity to, to, yeah. to talk to him and ask him to come on your podcast and make <laughs> friends with him. And if you're a student, maybe grade grub a little bit. It's almost grade time here. Um, That's right.
2: E- extra, hey, Shira, you should be offering uh, like some sort of extra credit if they, if they prove that they've downloaded the app and they joined one of our shows and you screen grab it. And they should get like maybe five points in their final. Exactly. Yeah. No.
1: I'm going to guarantee you <laughs> no. two two extra credit points if you're Sherrod's student. I'll put in a good send, word for you, yeah. And you send me proof of it. I'll I'll, I'll work behind the scenes to get you those two points, okay?
2: I might no. actually, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I'll give my students that. If any might, of you guys yeah. out there, for, for now or future uh students <laughs> of mine. We're
0: seeing the difference between Professor Sherrod and Professor John. I'm ready. John. I'm ready to sell it. <laughs> and
1: I, I think- <laughs>
0: Professor I think I'm John, I'm going to sign
2: up to be a teacher now that you guys are. I'll have to find a uh, a course somewhere to teach.
0: And maybe Me and I'll Jimmy are going to become high school teachers. Oh, <laughs> <Do we> gosh. <laughs> go? yeah.
2: Now high schoolers are mean, dude. I, I don't think I could survive high school again.
3: You couldn't, Jimmy. I guarantee I don't you. I think we're could. ready for college, Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs>
2: no, college, dude. turn us away. These, yeah, two,
3: cool. guys,
0: these asking... two
2: guys are teaching college, dude. We can teach college. Anyone can teach college.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess we'll have to give it a try. We'll start canvassing. You've I mean, seen some of, these, you've
2: see these. some of the
0: curriculum.
1: People are here. asking here. Teach Sherrod teaches at BU, I teach at Emerson, okay? We're teaching we're molding young <laughs> minds in the journalism and communications fields, okay?
2: And bit, I bet some I will of be teaching, you find
0: that interesting. I will be
2: teaching <laughs> at Suffolk uh, fall of twenty twenty two. So yeah. Be on the lookout for that. Oh, uh,
3: God, please say it ain't <laughs> true.
2: Yeah, I'll be teaching. No, I mean, I'm going to find out. I'm going to make sure it happens.
3: Yeah. Oh,
2: so boy. extra credit gonna for everybody. To, I'm going to talk to sure, Professor Price.
3: I know Professor Price. You
2: know Price well. He's a Syracuse guy. And I will kibosh that, that immediately. I'm going I'm to have to talk to Professor Price, and I'm going to have to get myself a course over All right,
1: so if we don't have it. um, uh, New media. Someone put the link in the chat, please, and then pin it if you can. Um, and uh, and uh, people are asking me questions. What's my favorite band? You guys can ask me on locker room. I promise I will tell you. Um, but Riving yeah. Stuff. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm going to guess. The Who? <laughs>
2: wow. It's a boomer guess. I don't know. I just figured. It's a boomer
1: guess. Um. <laughs> I
2: thought you were going to say something like The Beatles. Bruce Springsteen. I don't know. He's a good He's a good one. Yeah, That's a good,
0: good one. one. I like Bruce. Anyway, let's uh, – yeah, Room's let's... starting to fill up a little bit. People are getting in there already.
1: Critics in locker room. Yeah. Okay, guys, so we're going to head over real quick wow. before we do. Sherrod, any final thoughts on tonight before you and I head over?
3: No, good win. Great Kimba action. Uh, they need to keep it going. Obviously, we won't see him tomorrow night, but – the more times you can get Kimba playing like this, the better the Celtics are going to be. The better Kimba's going to be, and a better chance they've got to actually go beyond the first round of the playoffs. Let's go. Oh, hi guys.
0: Oh, okay. You caught him. You you got him. You heard him
3: something? Got him.
0: Got him. No, I
1: had to. I had to adjust my. He my got himself, I almost actually. ran out of. Uh, almost ran out of battery. Um. All right. So uh, Jimmy and Bobby are going to hang here a little bit. We're going to head over now. Damn.
2: Um, I you guys. To talk about. Right, guys, you, when I text
1: when I text you come on over, guys, bring it. Bring it. Okay? Bring it, boys and girls. Bring it, boys.
0: Later. All right. Let's do this. All right, let's see we're, we're
2: all in. If, if you have some questions for us, drop them in the chat right now. We're going to go a few minutes before we head over to the locker room and if questions don't get answered here and you have the locker room app, we'll we'll do our we'll definitely do our best to answer them over there. So, that being said, what do you got, Bob? What's going on?
0: Uh, not a ton. I mean, like there there is some sad news flowing around tonight, but I don't think I'm going to mention it because I just don't know enough about it yet. Uh, so I'm gonna. There's a lot of unless comments. you got anything to say about that one, then I just well, I just don't have much what, right now to talk about. It.
2: You can mention what the what the rumors are if you want. Oh, did I lose Bobby? I <laughs> I might be the only one in here now. Wow. Okay, so I think we yeah. – did I just lose you, dude? You I bad? got
0: you. Yep, I'm back. All right.
2: All right, don't do that again, man. You just scared me. I was like uh, the kid at the cash register, like, waiting for his mom went to go get something, and she's like – No,
0: I'm, I'm always unprepared for that switchover. I got to jump on the board here, and then I get muted and this and that, so but like, it doesn't yeah, matter. But-
2: my mom just went to get one last thing, and like the cashier's looking at me, and there's people in line behind me, and I'm like, "Yo, you
0: gotta be ready." Like Joe, when that happens to Joe Sway, he embraces that moment. He just jumps into the. No, solo I seat. heard that. He did not.
2: He had no idea what he was <laughs> what he was doing in that in that moment.
0: Uh, so I no see idea. people saying it. Really, all I know is that Terrence Clark, a Boston high school basketball player who went on to Kentucky and was a prospect in this NBA draft, died in a car crash tonight. And the Celtics mentioned it. So I believe it's been confirmed at this point that he passed away tonight at probably uh, 19, 20 years old. So just an absolute I tragedy out in LA. Uh, yeah. So prayers up to him. I know BJ Boston was involved in some way, who was a teammate of LeBron James's son, who I watched quite a bit because he was always on high school basketball at the time. Uh, they Jeez. were putting those games on espn of course and he was seriously injured according to these reports uh, so again best to him best to the clark family as well as the people in boston who knew him and were connected to him it's just a horrible horrible news and really a lot of bad news in the country the last couple months and it's just tough to see this kind of stuff happening week in and week out but that's all i really get on it now i just don't know yeah. a ton about no, that's what happened it.
2: i mean it's strictly news from us i mean you know we're certainly not going to comment on speculation i mean it's horrible that it happened or if it happened and i know that he had just declared for the nba draft you know one year in at kentucky yeah words
0: confirmed it four minutes ago so yeah so did die so, at 19
2: it's awful i mean it's, it's you can't even put it into words it's way bigger than basketball just you know a young kid like that gone just like that with all the talent i think he had just announced he was declaring for the draft i think he, he just hired they just hired an agent so
0: I had you know, read, too, that he was a guy who would work out with Tatum and Brown over the last few years of his high school career since they were all in the Boston area, and he had been notable at the high school level already. Uh, so that's just that was Brewster terrible. Played at Academy.
2: Yep, yeah. Brewster Academy, and just awful. So uh, definitely yeah. thoughts Thoughts are with the families and everybody involved in that right there. So,
0: so we won't stick around here for too long. We'll take a couple questions. The only guy we didn't hit on tonight that I wanted to talk about with you some more is Jabari Parker who continues to get minutes on this team and you mean an 2.0 no yeah. oh, okay can, that, can you
2: take that, that, that back now let's uh Absolutely not. I, i'll double down I'm gonna, I'm gonna retweet my tweet when the time comes i'm gonna retweet it from 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 when it actually happened but i no, think I, mean, I
0: still have the apology cam here but i can't No, it's not it. happening don't worry about that <laughs> <laughs> um He's so, so here's my thing about him i said it during the show I love that he's cutting and finding ways to get involved. And his co- teammates clearly t- trust him already in that sense. He's been efficient because he's just shooting at the basket, but he looks slow. He can't get off the ground. There was one play where he tried to chase a guy down and couldn't even get up off the ground to try to block it from behind. And the w- verticality and athleticism in his game just seems to be all but gone. And I know our commenters have talked quite a bit about his weight. So Like I just, I hope hope there's some level of sustainability there because he does not look good physically, even though he's finding ways to chip in.
2: Well, again, I I think, and I've mentioned it a few times, but being in the situations that he was in, it would be very easy for any player to fall into a bit of a rut, you know, physically, mentally, um, you know, affect, affect your game. I mean, whether it's the injuries, whether it's the role, the team, the organization that you're on, just being relegated to a complete bench non-playing role in Sacramento, I mean, that put twenty pounds on anybody. I don't care who you are. You know what I mean? You're out in you're out in California, you know, food's great, all that stuff, and you're not playing a second, you're in an organization that clearly doesn't really care much about you at all. A coach that doesn't believe in you. And now he's in an organization with the Celtics that I, I think we can all say that they that they see something in him. Uh, enough where that they committed you know this the rest of the season and next season to an extent obviously it's a non-guaranteed deal but if he wants to put in the work and show the the, the growth and the improvement with his game and with his conditioning those are things that, that to me are going to come at the end of the day he's a professional athlete he had all the hype in the world coming in the league unfortunately towards ACL and had some other injuries and bad playing situations and now I think he's got kind of a second life here in the NBA and I think that Nick's Nick's got it. He can still dunk. He can still throw it down. He does have to drop a little bit, little bit of pounds. But if he gets on a workout program, kind of gets involved in the whole, you know, um, practice facility in Boston, and maybe sticks around in the off season, I think this guy could be a could be a nice little steal. I compared him to Evan Turner, like that type of signing, where it's a buy extremely low, turn your career around type signing. And I, I think that he has that capability.
0: Well, the Celtics were in an interesting position where. They, they couldn't reasonably add on another star who needs a right. bunch of ball time and starting minutes and that kind. Of, that's the kind of the stuff we talked about with Drummond. Like there just isn't the level of room and space here for him to operate because there's a ton of centers on the roster already. But when it came to wings on this roster, especially when Fournier went down with COVID protocol, there was so much room for improvement there. We talked about again. We, we talk about Romeo, Neesmith, all this stuff every night, Jimmy, but it, it just comes every down night. to like two, two shots and like a couple plays on the defensive end. And there's so much room for so much more. And already in three games, Jabari has done more cutting, more finishing, and more activity on offense than all those other guys combined. And I know I'm a Grant fan on the defensive side of the floor, but I won't dispute at all. Parker fits so much better in this offense than Grant does. And that's without shooting any threes. I mean, Parker has basically said, I'm going to do everything from 12 feet and in, and it's working.
2: I agree with you. It is working. And and this is exactly what I think when you're – the difference is – Parker's been in the league. You know, certainly hasn't played the way that he's wanted well, to. Well, doesn't that
0: say something?
2: <laughs> right. He's been in the league. He kind of knows. But he kind of knows. He doesn't have the rookie, you know, wide-eye feel or the young guy. You know, he's not really, like, looking up to guys or, wondering, or cowering to, like – not cowering is not the right word. But sort of just, like,
0: watching. He knows what he is.
2: He knows what he is. He knows what he has to do. He knows what's going to get him on the court. And he's already accepting that role this season. And he probably understands that. He can build. He can build on that role, going into next season, because he is, like you said, a player that they don't have any cap room to sign these, you know, big guys and you know, big contract. They need to take a a, a flyer on a on a guy that's sort of a buy, a, a legitimate by low candidate, and see what they can turn him into. And I think that's exactly what they need. And they need guys who are going to be those role players, cutting guys and off ball guys, and you know, find the open man type player. So. Uh, I think he does feel in need there, and I think he honestly might be an end of rotation guy in the playoffs. You start to think about the you know, nine nine man rotation, right type, type of a number usually I go with nine in the playoffs and you when you start saying about that you say, well, maybe Grant's out you know Neesmith's Smith's obviously out. Romeo might be out. Parker seems like a guy that might actually find himself in it more than more than some of these other guys that have been on the team all season.
0: So that's where it's going to get tricky. I think if they're fully healthy... which That's what I I'm think, saying, if they're fully I th- healthy. I think if we can assume at this point they're probably not going to be because they haven't <laughs> been all year long. So if they're fully healthy, I think it's those three wings, Fournier off the bench, a bench big, and you pretty much push everybody all the way. Uh, and Pritchard yeah. probably plays a few minutes too behind right. uh, Kemba. For but sure. I don't think you'll see any Parker, Grant, Romeo, Smith, Semi. It would just be like
2: random matchup, like spot, like searching for something, like something's not working, let's throw Parker in there or let's throw Grant in there, Yeah,
0: now if they lose Fournier for any reason or, you know, Smart goes down with a minor injury, then all of a sudden you're asking, are you leaning on Parker for extra minutes? Does Grant come into play? I think that becomes a much tougher decision in that sense because every minute you play those guys in the playoffs is going to matter a ton. And if you choose the wrong guy out of those four or five, that could swing a game in the wrong direction. And the bad thing about Parker is that he can do enough bad things on the defensive end where suddenly those couple buckets that he might be able to get on grant end up not meaning as much because he got he committed a foul or he blew a cut action or just did some stuff on the defensive end that kills them. So that's what worries me about this team, even with adding him, I still think they're in such bad shape if they have to rely on their bench too much in the playoffs. Right.
2: Um, I want to say. I want to talk about one more thing before we go. Um, What the hell happened with the Tristan Thompson fight tonight? It wouldn't be the Garden Uh, Report if we didn't at least mention this. Yeah, I don't think we have. Or or
0: speculate. (laughs) Yeah,
2: or speculate. So I, I, I watched the. You know, I obviously saw it live at the end, but I was I didn't catch the replay, but I just watched it again now. He's really pissed. He, he, I mean, he. I wouldn't say he's pissed, but he's, he's yelling. He's yelling at Craig. Trash, trash. Like you're, you're absolute trash, pretty much.
0: Which should I, should I try to pull up the video? I know I'm always great at this.
2: <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a disaster. But we can break it down frame it was by frame. It Thompson and Tory Craig, and I have no idea what it was about. I mean, it would have been great if it was Thompson and Booker, because then we could have assumed that there was some sort of Kardashian backstory there that we didn't know
0: about but all right this is great we have crystal clear video from chris grunham old friend of the network who was uh, always so great with this so i'm gonna pull it up here and we're gonna break it on, down frame by frame. On screen
2: share i don't know what your, your tabs look like right now
0: all right here we go hopefully this is crystal clear and everyone can take it yeah in. we can
2: we can see it okay he's circling them they're john okay it's
0: skipping a bit so Toms trash
2: He's yelling trash. Ooh, 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 <laughs> so smart. it is tough
0: to tell, but Thompson's the one who definitely ramps it way up.
2: Yeah. Craig said something to get under his skin. I don't know what it could have been, but Thompson took exception to it for sure. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if those guys did, did if something happened during the game that led to that or what.
0: Yeah. I'm just trying to see what initiated it. Craig didn't play a ton.
2: No. I don't know. Of course he didn't, because he's trash.
0: I saw, some, <laughs> I saw some people compare it to Marcus Morris, though, which is great because I thought one of the best things about the 2018 Celtics on their run of the East Finals is that Morris was always ready to get in a guy's face, Definitely. scream on the LeBron dunk, do stuff like that to just get into the other team. And ultimately, if Rob's healthy, Tristan might be the guy who's able to take a technical there and risk. Possibly picking up a second later in the game. Now, if they only have him as the center, he'll probably have to be a little more careful with that stuff. But I do love having that kind of guy in the roster who's willing Absolutely. to just go at other guys.
2: You need it. You don't want to be the team that gets punked. You want a guy that's going to put, put, you know, push his body around there, get in your face, get in your grill, and you know, talk right back to you. And I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I feel like since Thompson came back from his COVID thing, that he's like been a different type of player like the energy's been higher Uh, like the production's been great for the most part i feel like he's giving it a lot more i don't want to know i don't want to say effort but it does feel like he's giving it a lot more intensity um than we saw the first he looks better
0: physically too he looks better he He looks
2: he looks more engaged out there and he's like he's fired up i mean
0: again he's he's blocking shots and he's dunking we didn't even think he he was able to do those his Right, (laughs) yeah, early in the year. I don't know if it was a little
2: fun, maybe a little fun in the sun while he was away. I don't know what it was, but he came back.
0: Well, he went through a conditioning program after he got activated from that COVID list, so maybe that week or so they were just running wind sprints and (laughs) suicides and stuff just to get him up to max, uh, max strength there. But this month he's been awesome, particularly on that defensive side of the floor, and finally. I think I, by the end of this year, I'm going to be victorious on that take that he was the right guy to bring in here. Because if you look at Indiana, Miles Turner probably just went down for the season with a foot injury. Uh, so he went got off to a great start, but it's Thompson who's peaking at the right time here. And you're starting to see the things that I know you were a supporter of the signing too. We got so excited about. This looks like the Cleveland version of Tristan Thompson. The only gripe yeah. I have is the finishing. He's going to finish some of those shots at the basket.
2: Agree. Agree. But yeah, I'm, uh, if this, yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy with with what he's given them. You know, we can go back and forth on if, if it was the right signing, but that ship has sailed. You know, it's like the Kemba, it's like, Kemba's on your team. He's getting paid for what he's bang, getting paid. You just want to see the production now. So that's what you're kind of getting from Thompson. I still obviously know that they need Rob because Thompson's not going to be enough to do it. You don't have Tice anymore. You're going to need all hands on deck depending on who you're, ending up matching up with in the playoffs, but it's good to see Thompson sort of rounding into form here as they come down, you know, that final stretch of regular season. That's this is when you want your guys to, to start to look their best is, you know, right, right when you're heading into the playoffs, a lot of times it's, it's the hot, hottest team, you know, it's not always the best. Team. You don't want to be the, you want to be the team that's playing, playing well together going into the playoffs. So if they can get healthy and get right, then, you know, maybe they can go on a little bit of a run.
0: Yeah. And I don't know if they'll be able to have it, but they were doing some things with that Thompson-Grant bench combination there that I loved defensively when they were getting into the second units when they were a little more healthy. So Rob's obviously going to be the key to all of this. I do agree with some of these commenters who say, if it's just Thompson, come playoff time, that's not going to look nearly as great, especially over the course of 35, 40 minutes. He'll probably even start to foul a little too much. And Lord knows they have absolutely nothing behind him if Rob's out. So. Uh, that's it. We'll jump over to the locker room. We're gonna take a bunch of questions. We're gonna f- try to entice people to go at J- John and help us uh, bully him. room. people are probably game. going at
2: him as we speak. So I want to get over there. But I want to remind everybody watching that tomorrow, if you can't get on the, if you can't get on the locker room app tonight, you're gonna want to be on tomorrow. So download it now. Download it tomorrow during the day. We're gonna go live right right after our Garden Report show tomorrow with a very special guest. Um, and the cool thing about Locker Room is you can you know request to speak and you'll be able to speak speak to other special guests. You can even speak to Bobby. If you for some reason want to, I don't know why you would, but you could, but our special guest will be on tomorrow with us. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's Friday night. We're going to be shooting the shit. Hopefully the Celtics will take the W. I don't know who's going to be playing in that game or if it even matters. um, If they win, if no one's playing, but um, you know, it's always fun when you get Kyrie, Kyrie against the Celtics. So that'll be a nice little added bonus. Kyrie masterclass. (laughs) Kyrie will not. I, I don't, I think it's safe to say it's not Kyrie joining us tomorrow after the game, although he's certainly welcome to if, if he wants to.
0: Here's an interesting one. I wonder if our comments just misspelled names on purpose. Like, it's so bad. <laughs> it's not Tackle Come Fall. No, I,
2: I've made that mistake before. There is a K in Tackle. But I will say this, and maybe he said it because I said it, I said it in the past. I've seen Taco Fall on Locker Room. He's been on the Locker Room app before. Um, not with us, but that certainly not out of the uh, – realm of possibilities so these guys these players these athletes and i'm sure you'll see eventually you know maybe celebrities will be hopping on so
0: we'll start to work on that that's what i want i want to talk to taco and some of these guys that are on the team right now and maybe if we get a guy like grant you guys will have to do it to his face you know <laughs> no more of this will see
2: no what more is of it? this what firing is it that you do here? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're out of here. We'll talk to wait. you guys uh, I can't tomorrow.
0: wait to line up John against one of those guys. <laughs> All right, yeah. we'll see you over on Locker Room.
2: See ya.